You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. Forgiving those who have wronged us is often one of the hardest things that we as Christians must do, especially when those people continue to lie and spread false information about us. Jesus spoke very clearly about loving our enemies and forgiving those who have wronged us. In Matthew 5:44, he said, "Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you." And then in Matthew 6:15, "But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses." After I was convicted by the South Dakota court and sent to prison, an interesting thing happened in my life. The feeling of anger because of an unjust sentence and the feeling of anger towards the pastors in the city that I ministered with was overwhelming me. And I knew I had to get a hold of it. For you see, when I was convicted and was given two misdemeanors, and sent to a federal prison, it was impossible for somebody with two misdemeanors to go there, but we won't get into all of that right now, but I could build my own case, I could set my own case in place, and I could tell you, and if I told you everything that happened, you wouldn't believe it, because you think we're in America and everything is right and just and in order, when the truth is the courts so many times are unjust and out of order. But putting that aside, I still had to deal with the issue of my hate and my bitterness towards the court system and to the pastors that took delight in my demise because it meant that the largest church injunction was going to have people bailing out because their pastor was convicted of tax evasion, which I never ever was guilty of. And they were excited about my demise because then that meant people would leave Christ-centered church and they would be out trying to net them into their church. What a pathetic thing for any pastor to do. Churches should be built upon the foundation of saving the lost, not trying to take retreads and just putting them on their rolls. So not one pastor in Junction City, not one pastor in Eugene, Salem, Halsey, Brownsville, Vanita, we could go on and on and on. Not one pastor called me. And here I was the oldest pastor with the longest longevity in Junction City and the surrounding area, the fastest growing church, the largest church, ministry with the Christian school, outreaches and everything we were doing. Not one pastor called and that really ticked me off. And so I knew I needed to deal with that. And so as I'm going to prison and I walked into that cell that night, I sat down and I says, Lord, here we are for 10 months. Here we are for me to somehow get a grip on this anger thing I have. I know it will consume me if I don't somehow have a healing. So I need a healing. And so I said, Lord, I know what it says. Love your enemies. But I'm going to be honest with you. I need help because I can't love those enemies. There's nothing I can do with the court. The court's the court. But boy, I'm ticked off at the pastors. And the Lord says, well, I'm disappointed too. I'll never forget it. John, I'm disappointed too. But I'm your Savior. They're not. 
I'm your focus. They're not. I built the church. They didn't. And they're going to have to deal with their own issues, not you. But I will deal with the issues at hand. But I want you to know I have you in my heart. I have you on my radar. And you're going to be all right. But right now, confess to me the names of these pastors and repent. So I called each pastor by name. I called each church by name to the Lord. And I says, Lord, bless them. And I called them by name. Bless their church. Bless their congregation. Bless their outreaches. And then the Lord asked me to do something that just hit me along the side of the head with a bat. He says, now, forgive and ask God to bless those people who are leaving your church to join these churches that you've already asked God to forgive. Man, I stopped and I said, you know, <laughs> I hope on the way to those churches they have a flat tire and have a wreck. And God laughed. He has a sense of humor. God laughed. He says, well, okay, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you get away with that one. But now bless them. So I bless them. And I bless them. And he says, now, I want this to be a routine that goes on several days in a row until you in your heart know that you have forgiven them. So I did. I Day by day, I sat down with my list in front of me, and I went through one after the other, after the other, after the other. Forgive them, God. Bless them, Lord. Bless the people who are leaving Christ Center to go to those churches. Bless them. Bless their children. Bless, 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 bless. Man, I got to the place where I was free. I was free. I was blessed. In fact, as I started teaching the Bible study, I was sharing about the blessing of the Lord and about what I had to do to set the people free. And guess what? Every prisoner in that prison is angry because of having somebody misvalidate them as an innocent believer. So I was going along successfully, and several months had passed now, and I thought I had victory over this issue of hate and judgment. I really did. I thought I had victory. One of my dear friends came to visit me, and he sat down in the visiting room, and he says, John, I'm ticked. <laughs> I said, well, well, Denny, why are you ticked? He says, because he named the pastor, and he says, I was in the McDonald's coffee shop, McDonald's restaurant, and we always have coffee there in the morning. We did that, you know, for years before you ever went to prison. And he said, this pastor stood up and he told us and everybody in the restaurant that would listen. He knew that John Bowers was a thief from the beginning because he was always confiscating funds. The anger in my whole being exploded. I didn't say anything to Denny, but I was ticked and I couldn't wait to get back into my cell and bring Jesus in and have a confrontation with him. Well, the needless to say, I didn't do very well in the area of passing that test on forgiveness because when I sat down with Jesus, I said, Lord, I'm ticked. He did that publicly and you know he, that's a lie. He knows that's a lie. And God says, John, the only person that you have to convince, and you don't even have to convince me, because I know it's not a lie. John, I know you're not guilty. John, I know that you've done everything I've asked you to do, at least most of it. John, I've blessed you. I've given you world ministry. I've caused you to do things that you never dreamed you could do, because I know who you are, and that's the only reason you exist today. And if you get caught up in hate and turn your eyes off of me, and turn them on these pastors that you have repented and forgiven, then you're gonna go down the same road they're going down. Boy, 
I got it. I said, Jesus, from now on, I don't care what I hear. As soon as I hear it, I'm going to give it to you. And he says, John, I'm standing here beside you with my arms out to take that kind of stuff and trash it. You live for me. I'll bless you and I'll take care of your anger. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.